Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Midterm campaign's final hours. They don't care what you pay for a gallon of gasoline. Your right to choose is on the ballot. Push for voter turnout. One vote can win an election. Five key toss-up races. That could decide control of the U.S. Senate. Good morning. I'm Steve Kathan with the CBS World News Roundup. Midterm Election Day is tomorrow, the high-stakes battle for control of Congress. The final push put President Biden and former Presidents Trump and Obama on the campaign trail. Our team coverage begins with CBS's Caitlin Huey Burns and the important Senate race in Pennsylvania. The race between Democrat John Fetterman and Republican Mehmet Oz is one of the closest in the country. I will bring change to Washington so they treat us the way we deserve. And I'm going to need every one of you to go out, get your friends, get your families all ready to vote. Both Fetterman and Oz spent Sunday in the suburbs around Philadelphia courting key swing voters. With closing arguments made, the challenge now is turnout. We caught up with union members supporting Democratic candidates, knocking on doors in minority communities, aiming to get voters to the polls. You're going door to door. Every vote count. Yes, every vote does count. More than 40 million people have already cast their votes, and CBS's Nicole Killian says there's been record turnout so far in a state with another crucial Senate race, Georgia. The Georgia Senate race is in a virtual tie, with polls showing no clear leader emerging before Election Day. In their closing arguments, Republican Senate nominee Herschel Walker made no mention of allegations from two women that he paid for them to have abortions. Instead, his message has focused on tying Democratic Senator Raphael Warnock to President Joe Biden. Warnock was joined on the trail this weekend by Spike Lee. The senator has defended his record and says Walker is not fit to serve. Correspondent Chris Van Cleve is in Arizona, where there are pitched party battles for the Senate and governor. Arizona appears to be deadlocked in almost every major race here, with the balance of power in the Senate perhaps being decided in the Grand Canyon state. If Republicans win here, they owe a lot of that to the success of Carrie Lake, the Trump-endorsed Republican rising star running for governor. Lake gaining national attention for embracing conspiracy theories and casting doubt on the integrity of the electoral system. Incumbent Senator Mark Kelly told us Sunday he expects to win a close race. He spent the day in Tucson yesterday with a message of protecting Social Security, Medicare, and a woman's right to choose. CBS News Director of Elections and Surveys Anthony Salvanto on what's been seen in the early voting numbers. I expect that's going to be about half of all votes cast. So we've hit about 40 million, might go up as many as 60 million when all is said and done before we get to tomorrow morning. And then we're expecting right now near record turnout could hit around 120 million. Democrats use the advance vote. They use mail voting and they try to build up a lead. When I look at the advance vote, yes, in a lot of places, Democrats seem to have 
a slight lead. But is it big enough is the question. And I think that electorate looks a little bit older than perhaps Democrats would like. And I think if they need to get that youth vote out there, they're going to be playing catch up a little bit come Tuesday. In our campaign series, a look at what could be ahead for the second half of President Biden's term if the GOP performs well tomorrow. UVA Center for Politics Director Larry Sabato says if Republicans take even one House, President Biden would have to scale back his agenda. He'd issue a lot of executive orders. And says Sabato, he'd appoint acting secretaries who would not need Senate confirmation. CBS News political contributor Leonard Steinhorn says expect investigations if Republicans are in charge. They could potentially bring up articles of impeachment, which some Republicans have talked about. But if Democrats maintain power, Sabato says he expects they would bring up a federal abortion rights law for starters. Linda Kenyon, CBS News, Capitol Hill. Elon Musk tweets that Twitter will permanently suspend any account on the platform that impersonates another. Some celebrities change their IDs to his to mock the move to charge for account verification. Blue check marks. CNET's Ian Schur. By offering blue check marks to pretty much anyone with an $8 subscription, Twitter, in a lot of ways, is raising a lot of questions about who we can trust on the network to be real and who instead may be impersonating someone else. And reports say some Twitter workers who were fired last week have been offered their jobs back and layoffs could be coming this week at Facebook. Overseas, more than 100 world leaders are in Egypt for international climate talks. With no country meeting its past climate commitments, U.N. Secretary General Antonio Guterres opened COP27 with this stark message. Humanity has a choice. Cooperate or perish. But the leaders of two of the world's three biggest polluters, India and China, have stayed away. And the leader of the third, U.S. President Biden, won't appear till after the potentially pivotal midterm elections. Vicki Barker, CBS News, London. The National Hurricane Center says a storm in the Atlantic Ocean north of Puerto Rico could hit Florida's east coast as a tropical storm or hurricane later on this week. Forecasters say it could bring rain and flooding elsewhere in the southeast. Well, the annual cotton harvest is underway in Texas, and as we hear from CBS's Janet Chamlian, it's been a bad year. Ricky Yantis is a fourth-generation farmer in West Texas, the region producing more than a third of the nation's cotton. Never has it ever been this bad. Of his 6,000 acres, there are healthy plants on just 168 of them, less than 3% of his land. Where our harvest normally lasts a month, month and a half, it'll last a day. Extreme drought and a sustained summer heat wave have taken an unprecedented toll. Economists predicting a $2 billion hit to Texas. Most of these towns, probably 75-80% of their income is derived from cotton farming. Texas Tech agricultural economist Darren Hudson says thousands of jobs will be affected. From truckers who drive cotton to small-town restaurants and groceries where workers spend paychecks. Experts say with less cotton available, we'll all pay more. Janet Shamlian. Lubbock, Texas. It figures to be a busy day today at Powerball Ticket Machines. Two quick pick of uh, each one. With no winner again Saturday, tonight's jackpot is the largest in U.S. history, $1.9 billion. A death in the family is marked by a pop group. The show went on for the Backstreet Boys at London's O2 Arena a day after devastating news. Band member Kevin Richardson. Nick's little brother Aaron Carter passed away. We just wanted to find a moment in our show to recognize him. 
teammates embraced Nick after he broke down in tears. He'd posted a tribute on Instagram, saying his heart was broken over the loss of 34-year-old Aaron, found dead at his home in California Saturday. Deborah Rodriguez, CBS News. Dustin Procida says he heard a loud bang Friday night and suddenly his Northern California house was on fire. He says he believes a meteorite spotted by others in the sky was what did it. The house was destroyed. Authorities are looking into it. That's the Roundup. I'm Steve Kathan, CBS News. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.